now, the return of the pop machine. WHPK 88.5 Radio. 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 Is there anyone better in your dreams? <laughs> My name is Ruth Rusi. I'm a retired teacher. I'm 91 years old, and this is how I live united. I say retired, but not really. Once a week, I read books to children as part of United Way's education program. Reading to a child creates links between language and literacy. It creates a bond between grown-up and child. And believe it or not, it prepares them for a better academic future. Oh, we read about frogs and flies and pigs with wings, all sorts of juicy stuff. It's a joy to watch all those little faces. I figure I have the time and they have the need. And I've always believed that if we're not here to help each other, then what are we here for, really? My name is Ruth Rusi. I help kids prepare to succeed in school. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Soy un voluntario de United Way. Me encuentro aquí en la escuela para averiguar lo que este lugar necesita. Vamos a preguntarle a los niños. ¡Monstruos! ¡Láseres! ¡Una alberca! ¡Otro hámster! ¡Más láseres! ¡Trajea! ¿Qué tal más espinacas a la hora del almuerzo y más ejercicio? Nah. ¡No! Oh. Los láseres son padres. Cuando se trata de crear comunidades más sanas, lo que este lugar necesita es a usted. Para donar o ser un voluntario, visite unitedway.org. Porque se logran grandes cosas cuando vivimos unidos. Patrocinado por el United Way y el Ad Council. Legend of Nigger Charlie. Charlie is my name. And I ride Western planes. Fighting to survive. And I'm riding to stay alive. Nigger Charlie tore a white man's world apart with his gun. And every shot said, no one is ever gonna own nigger Charlie again. Paramount Pictures presents the legend of nigger Charlie. Somebody warned the West, nigger Charlie ain't running no more. The legend of nigger Charlie in color, rated PG, parental guidance suggested.
underground. We now have to deal with our own self-destruction. We cannot live on the surface of our earth any longer. There is now pollution in every natural, mineral, and material taken from the land. We have truly become a vast wasteland. And now underground, how will we deal with our society of discrimination among people? Near to hell, it's just as well. What will become of our children? Underground.
we love to party Have a good time She looks so hearted Feeling fine She loves to smoke Sometimes shifting cold She'd be laughing when there ain't no jokes A famous paradise That's all she was now A famous paradise That's all she was A famous paradise That's all she was now A famous paradise That's all she wants. Every need got an equal to feet. Every need got an equal to feet. She loves the model up in the latest fashion. She's in the scramble and she moves with passion. She's getting high, trying to fly the sky. Uh, now she is losing when there ain't no blues. Famous paradise, that's all she was there. A famous paradise, that's all she was. A famous paradise, that's all she was. A famous paradise, that's all she was.
me, lay it on you, let you know how we feel about love. Mm-hmm. Paint a pretty smile each day. Loving is a blessing, yeah. Never let it fade away. It's all about love, yeah. Feel yourself a true romance. Beauty that's around you, yeah. You deserve just one more chance, my dear, my dear. Mm-hmm. Let the light shine all through your mind. Fill your little heart aglow. Take the time, make up your mind. It's all about love, yeah. Talking to yourself is fine. Makes you feel much better. Know just where to draw the line, girl, my dear, girl, my dear.
on your block The planets letting flesh in the corners of New York The ghetto, the meadow, the mist of butterfly The honey bugs dug and licked the honeydew The sun, the kiss, the funk for a bliss The lips with the soul and some jazz for your hips The puff, the buzz, the lids be heavy slick The mecca get a rush when the beats be very thick The hands, the feet, the brown baby treat The femmes fumble loose and drink the doodle juice The step, the flams, the planets got damp The peoples get a grip with the tape from a jam A nickel bag of funk, a nickel bag of funk A nickel bag of funk, a nickel bag of funk A nickel bag of funk, a nickel bag of funk Uh-huh, a nickel bag of funk, a nickel bag of funk The big, the fat, the cool, cool cats The psychedelic soul puts the planets on the map The chic, the love, the far out name The lack of the funk's the main Why we came, the boogie gets done The colors won't run The funk hits the square, the kids gotta come The pizza with the pop, the west fourth stop The crew after crew that do the grass hop The true cool is black, the new school is fat The beats by the ounce, the funk by the pack The groove is the fix, the jitterbugs fix The hanging off the butts with the fat soul kicks That's my nickel bag of funk, my nickel bag of funk A nickel bag of funk, a nickel I bag of up. funk I said a nickel bag of funk, a nickel bag of funk Oh, Got a nickel bag of Funk, a nickel bag of funk. The wide, the hip, dig it, it's the trip. The loops, the scene, and the funkifying it. The sounds, the pounds, the stacks, the flares, the baggy, baggy jeans, the naughty, naughty hair, the twinkle in the eye, the kids is living fly, the crew from the sky, the stuff that gets you high, the action, the work for the rhyme. We goes the whole nine. The papers won't rot, the vapors get got, the streets get the buzz, the funk up your block, the opium groove, the smacked out soul, the kicking it live, the fat gotta roll with my nickel bag of funk, my nickel bag of funk, nickel bag of funk, my nickel bag of funk, yes, a nickel bag of funk, a nickel bag of funk. Nickel bag, a nickel bag. Lady Bugger hit you with a nickel bag. A nickel bag, a nickel bag. Butterfly hit you with a nickel bag. A nickel bag, a nickel bag. Doodle Bugger hit you with a nickel bag. A nickel bag, a nickel bag. DP's always hit you with a nickel bag. Yeah, and I'm high right now. Yeah.
going down for real Tens by limousines, fuck my touch, say it's the Midas With a plush on man, the minus My team blowing on that slam Make you cough, cough, that's bronchitis Put your hands up, uh It's a stick up, no more makeup Get that ass on the floor, ladies, put your lipstick up Double entendre, double entendre Why you hating, I get money, then I double up congress I know you came here to see
It's a dark night. Would you do me a favor and eat my pussy for me, please? Uh, It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work. (laughs) I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure, if you're overweight, raise another finger, two if you're very overweight, and three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Jack on a subject about your mind in a piece called Mind Marbles. Let's take a moment to dust off our memories of childhood. If you're a child who might be listening along with an adult, just prick up your ears and remember what recently went down maybe last week or so. You're not exempt from this discussion because we're going to be talking about how your mind is being cultivated to be a super consumer. You want what you want, whether you need it or not. Now try to remember the last thing you did that made yourself feel good about yourself. As a child, a lot of things made you feel good. But as you got older, that became harder with the pressures of responsibilities. You couldn't play all day anymore. You had to get educated, make money, acquire security. 
The last thing you did to make yourself feel good about yourself could have been going to the gym and putting in a great workout. Maybe you baked a pie and it turned out fabulous and you're ready to challenge Chef Ramsay to a bake-off. Maybe you mastered a guitar lick that was giving you the flux all month. Maybe you just went to the mall and spent some money on something shiny that you really didn't need. Now that last one is what most of us do. We're trained to buy stuff we don't need. Why else would someone buy a 70-inch television just because it's bigger than a 65-inch that's still working perfectly good and then stick it in a house that needs a new roof? Why else would we pay several thousand dollars for a handbag because some designer's name is on it? Why do you need a pair of Jordans that cost several hundred dollars? Footwear is footwear. Why would someone buy a pair of those for a baby? Unless you're planning to bind the kids' feet so they never grow, that is a serious waste of money. The kid's mind isn't even up on what status means yet. The kid could care less. I once watched a little girl being held by her mother in a checkout line in front of me. She tossed a $20 bill on the floor with disdain because it fell across her candy that she was trying to eat. She was too young to have a concept of value. I guess I could say the same thing for a parent who would buy $200 Nikes for an infant. But then it seems that people look at their kids as status symbols. That's why they would buy $200 Nikes for an oblivious infant who's going to outgrow them in a month. See, parents write this narrative in their minds of what their kids mean to them. They project onto their children, and the proportions are mythic. The kids are not real people, but become status symbols. And this is why I say a Felicity Huffman would spend thousands of dollars to bribe people to send her daughters to the perfect Ivy League school, even though they didn't earn a place there and don't belong there. I mean, people could care less whether their children are truly the geniuses and super achievers they wish them to be, as long as they appear to be. They just want the bragging rights. It's not much different than any hood rat and the new rims on a hoopty. The idea is to impress other people. Even though some of these people are strangers. This is why a lot of celebrity children are confused misfits. They're treated like the Bentley parked in the driveway or the pedigreed pooch that they keep around the house. They only exist as a thing. They only exist as a possession whose purpose is to make their parents feel good about themselves. That's why the kids are on Ritalin and all these other drugs. The parents just want to feel good about themselves. Children are assets. 
They're like property before they are progeny. This is the perversion of the consumerism that corporations have designed for us. This is the side effect of controlling the masses, the people with advertising mythology to create the cult of the self. People go through great lengths to announce whether they're going to have a girl or a boy these days. Someone recently, I think it was last week, incinerated their car. It went up in flames as it was coming down the road belching blue smoke to announce that they were having a boy. Now they have to pay the stupid tax to buy a new car because the stunt with the blue smoke burned a perfectly useful car into a junkyard heap. A lot of money that could have went to the kid's education, but now it must go to a new car to shuttle the kid back and forth to doctor visits. People are losing their minds over status symbols. What happened to just passing out a few cigars and saying what sex the baby is? Now we have to have helicopters, rocket ships, battleships, and flying saucers just to outshine the last YouTube bozo's video. Everyone is focused on the self while taking selfies and falling to their deaths in the process. Is it really worth it? I'll tell you a little story about how our minds have been molded by a nefarious plot to control our wants and our desires. Once upon a time, at the beginning of the last century, about 100 years ago, 120, there was a man named Edward Bernays. He was the man who invented public relations. They came up with that term because the word propaganda was what it really was, and that was too distasteful a word, especially after the end of the Great War, which the Germans were associated with the word propaganda. Edward Bernays was the link between his uncle's theories of psychoanalysis and their practical application on the masses. Now his uncle was none other than Sigmund Freud, by the way. Bernays used his uncle's theories to shape consumer culture. Before consumer culture, there was no consumer culture, of course. There was just workers. People bought what they needed. When stuff wore out, they would replace it. They'd save their money and that's that. Only rich people could go out and buy stuff they didn't need. But that was soon to change. Bernays was a magician with these methods. Soon, corporate America and political leaders were eating out of his hand. He told them how to control the wants and desires of the mindless minions, the herd as they were described. The human herd must be controlled at all costs. We can make money off of them and keep them sedated, and they won't be much of a problem. And here is an early example of that manipulation. At the turn of the 20th century, women didn't smoke in public. It just wasn't done. It wasn't proper for a woman to be seen sucking on a smoke. A guy named George Hill, who was the president of the American Tobacco Corporation, had a problem. So he asked Bernays to find a way to get women to smoke. 
because women were half of the market and they were being lost to the male restrictions placed on women to smoke in public. Hill wanted that restriction gone. Bernays consulted with a local New York psychoanalyst. As a matter of fact, he was the psychoanalyst in New York at the time, Dr. A.A. A. Brill. Brill, for a huge chunk of money, offered the analysis that cigarettes were symbols of the male penis and that smoking was an affirmation of masculinity and power. Okay, as a side note, it used to be cigars. Men thought cigarettes were too effeminate until Spanish men showed up smoking cigarettes and pulling all the women. Then men figured, well, they're getting all the women and I'm sitting up here with this big, thick penis in my mouth. Maybe I should switch to cigarettes. So there was a mind meld done to men before it was done to women. Anyway, he further told Bernays that if he could figure out a way to connect cigarettes with the idea of challenging male power, then women would smoke because then they'd have their own penises. It turns out that factual information doesn't drive human behavior. You can have all the facts and still jump off a cliff. But irrational emotions are what we're controlled by, so that would explain a lot of the problems in the world today. So there was a lot of money to be made. The cigarette business could double its profits. So this was a case of manipulating the minds of the masses. Here's how it went down. Bernays got down to business. He set up a stunt during the New York annual Easter parade. He had a group of wealthy debutantes hide cigarettes on themselves and told them to light up the smokes on his signal. He then notified the press that women suffragettes would be protesting at the parade by, gasp, smoking in public. That would be kind of like stripping naked in public today and running around with dildos around your neck or something. Bernays used the phrase or invented the phrase torches of freedom to describe the cigarette, symbolizing it. The women lit their cigarettes on command and the press loved it. Soon, news of the protest went around the world. Didn't take long before women were huffing and puffing in public everywhere. Sales of cigarettes skyrocketed. Smoking didn't make women free, of course, but they believed in the irrational myth that it made them feel free. Their minds had been captured, and an addictive, unhealthy habit was adopted, killing millions of them. So as you drive in your car, eat your meal, or dress yourself in the morning, can you be sure that those choices were yours alone? Were they rational decisions based on the facts? Did you vote in the last election because you had all the facts? Or 
and more likely so you were manipulated into some irrational emotional state of thinking. Now Donald Trump is our president, but he couldn't have become prime minister of parliament if he was a British citizen because their slang word for fart is Trump. And then you would have Fart and his friend Putin. A public relations problem for certain. But Bernay and Freud's theories on our irrational behavior would have found a way to make us like a guy named Fart and his pal Putin. Right now, the mind controllers are trying to figure out how to get women in China to use tampons. Only 10% of Chinese women use tampons as opposed to 70% of European women. So all they have to do is connect tampons to some irrational myth. And presto, you have a tampon in every handbag. Toxic shock syndrome, be damned. So, when you're grazing with the human herd out among the mindless minions, remember this. Mind your wants, because somebody wants your mind. everyone, I'm Peter from TopThink, and today we're going to learn about 15 psychological facts that will blow your mind. Now, let's begin. Number 1. The Dunning-Kruger Effect In 1999, two social psychologists discovered something about intelligent people. They rarely think they're smart. In fact, they often rank themselves way below average. On the other hand, people with low intelligence do the exact opposite. They almost always overestimate their rank by a long shot. The Dunning-Kruger effect basically proves the old adage, ignorance is bliss. Let's say you're trying to learn how to draw. When you finish your first drawing, you'll probably think you're great at it. But once you practice and realize how much you don't know, you won't think you're very good anymore. This is why people with low intelligence often rate themselves so highly. They don't understand how little they know. Just look at the man who inspired Dunning and Kruger's original experiment. He decided to put lemon juice on his face in order to rob banks. Since lemon juice is used to make invisible ink, he believed he was completely invisible to the bank's cameras. <laughs> of course, that wasn't true. He just had high expectations and no knowledge, so he thought of himself as a genius. Number two, remember remembering. What's your earliest memory? You might remember playing with your parents in the park or one of your first birthdays, but can you actually remember that far back? Neuroscientists recently discovered that your memory works a lot differently than most people think. When you think back to that early memory, your mind isn't jumping back in time, it's remembering the last time you remembered. In other words, your memory is like playing telephone. Every time you re-remember something, it changes a little bit more. Eventually, you won't be able to tell what actually happened and what you added along the way. Number three, music changes perception. 
the type of music you listen to actually affects how you view the world around you. We all know that music can change your mood. An upbeat song can leave you feeling on top of the world, while a sad one can send you into a downward spiral. But that's not all. A 2011 study looked at whether or not music could affect the way you perceive your environment. Subjects were asked to identify happy and sad faces while different songs played. Turns out, people struggle to recognize happy faces during sad songs and vice versa. The music was making them see things that weren't there. It created something called a perceptual expectation. When you hear one thing through your ears, your brain will expect to see something similar through your eyes. This is why music can improve a workout or help after a breakup. It sets the tone by creating that perceptual expectation. Number four, foreign language logic. We all make bad decisions, but what if I told you that you could think more rationally if you do it in another language? A study from the University of Chicago found that people make more logical choices when using a second language. Our reasoning skills are divided into two parts. One is systematic and logical, while the other is unconscious and emotional. When you use your first language, you let that emotional side take over. Your biases and knee-jerk reactions cloud your judgment. When you use a less natural language, that rational side steps in. You're forced to put more thought into what you say. Next time you're about to accept a new job or make a big purchase, frame it in a different language. Then you'll know whether or not it's actually a good idea. Number five, singing reduces anxiety. Singing in the car or shower is a great way to fend off anxiety and depression. Let's say you're driving into work. You're about to give the most important presentation of your life. Naturally, you're a nervous wreck. So how can you keep yourself calm? Turn on your favorite song and sing as loud as you can. It sounds ridiculous, but singing floods your brain with endorphins and oxytocin. Both of them relieve stress and improve your mood. They make you feel comfortable while keeping your heart rate and cortisol levels low. And don't worry, you don't have to be good. Even if you're the worst singer in the world, like me, belting it can reduce anxiety and turn your day around. Number six, rejection hurts. Imagine you made a new friend over the weekend, but when you ask them to hang out a few days later, they blow you off. What does that feel like? To your brain, you might as well have been punched in the face. That's because our brains process emotional and physical pain the same way. Both kinds of pain release the same chemicals and activate the same areas. If you've ever wondered why social rejection hurts so much, this is why. Number seven, canonical perspective. Have you ever thought about how things look in your memory? In the 1980s, psychologists discovered that we remember almost all objects from the canonical perspective. That means we see things from the side and slightly above. If you don't believe me, try it. Draw a cup. Did you draw one circle as though you were looking down on it? Or did you draw it from the side and add an angle so you could just barely see inside? Well, there are a few individual exceptions. You unconsciously see most objects from the exact same vantage point. Number eight, evolving anxiety. About 15 years ago, a study found that the average high school student was as anxious as the average psychiatric patient in the 1950s. 
Over the last few decades, mental health conditions like anxiety and mood disorders have become increasingly common. In fact, they're treated as a normal thing. If that study were conducted today, I'm sure the numbers would be through the roof. As humanity becomes more disconnected, stressed, and scared, it's more important than ever to pay attention to your mental health. Number nine, the negativity gene. What if negativity wasn't a choice? A 2013 study found that some people are genetically predisposed to negative thoughts. This means you automatically react with stronger negative emotions. In that study, researchers looked at how people with this gene reacted to various images. While most people enjoyed pictures of waterfalls and beaches, people with the negativity gene found them dangerous and alarming. When shown a picture of a crowded room, they honed in on angry or sad faces. So, if you're a naturally negative or cautious person, you may have been born that way. Number 10. Healthy Sarcasm Being sarcastic can actually improve the health of your brain. While sarcasm can be insulting, it's one of the most common signs of intelligence. Sarcastic people tend to be quick, witty, and creative. Their sarcasm may make them unlikable, but they excel at thinking outside the box. Biologically, sarcastic comments require quite a bit of brain function. You have to instantly understand tone, meaning, and perspective, then spin them in a way that makes something funny. This is why sarcastic people are so good at understanding abstract concepts and solving complex problems. Number 11. The Power of Sunlight Have you ever noticed you feel down when you've been inside all day, but when you walk outside, your mood instantly changes? Sunlight isn't just good for your bones, it can actually prevent mood disorders like depression. The vitamin D you get from the sun acts as a mood stabilizer and releases pleasurable hormones in your brain. This is why people in countries with less sunlight are more likely to be depressed. All you need is 10 minutes of direct sunlight to literally and figuratively brighten up your world. Number 12. Dopamine Addiction Why is it so easy to stare at your phone for hours on end? A recent study found that texting and social media trigger the release of dopamine in your brain. Dopamine is commonly associated with pleasure, but that isn't why you can't put your phone down. Dopamine plays another important role. It controls desire. It tells you when you want something and compels you to get it. This is what pushes you to keep talking, clicking, or scrolling. Each time you do, dopamine sends more pleasure signals to the brain. It's a dangerous cycle because the longer you let it go on, the harder it is to break. Number 13, the oversleeper's paradox. After sleeping for 10 or 11 hours, how do you feel? You gave your brain plenty of time to relax and detoxify, yet somehow you feel tired, almost like you didn't sleep enough. Sleeping too much is just as detrimental as not sleeping enough. It will leave you feeling foggy and fatigued because it throws off your biological clock. Imagine you're trying to do a flip. If you don't flip enough, you fall. But when you flip too much, the same thing happens. You have to hit it just right. Sleeping works the same way. The only way to avoid feeling tired is to sleep the perfect amount. Number 14. Reading faster. Have you ever wondered why newspapers use such thin columns? Years ago, publishers figured out that people like shorter lines. 
people were more likely to keep reading, so newspapers kept their lines between 30 and 50 characters. Since we like short lines better, shouldn't we read them faster, too? Psychologists recently discovered the opposite. Short lines make us read slower. 100 characters is actually the ideal line length, even though it's double or triple what most newspapers and magazines use. Number 15. Mood Sickness Being in a bad mood isn't just hard on your brain, it can significantly impact your physical health. Our bodies and brains are inexplicably tied together. When one suffers, the other does too. So, when you're feeling unhappy, you might have aches, inflammation, and lower immune function. So if you can, try to find ways to improve your mental state every single day. Happiness is a big part of being healthy. Drama never ever stop. Any, any, money, mo. Not your pound of 44. Pick a strap, detect the Mac. The Hulk, I stab it in your back. I blow your brains. I know your name. And will you rest? I make a mess. The hollow tips and hit your chest. You go for blood to EMS. Come pick you up. You know you fuck when you get on a stretcher. Cause I come in and I see you to see you off the heaven. The system I done been through with. There's nothing new to do me. They lock me up. They let me out. You seen this in the movies. The criminals be criminals while they're up in corrections. They come home, get a nine and commit crime to perfection. It's murder when they find a gun. Now they're doing ballistics But they can't find a fingerprint It's going terrific Get so close on your target That it's really hard to miss See, I'm a psycho Psycho, psycho, psycho Crazy, crazy, crazy I see I got my night I killed you, I killed you You make me, make me, make me They wanna see me shout up, shout up Locked up, locked up You cage me, cage me, cage me I come back bigger, bigger Stronger, stronger And angry, angry, and he's the average raps, I'm keeping the savage batch Hidden the can of a bass with the shady aftermath lid You pop off the top, it's like opening vats of acid Beat the Octomom to death with a cabbage patch Kid, attack a snatch, yeah, that's something to jack a batch in Impregnate it, then shoot up the embryo sack with MAC-10s Triplets, quadruplets, and a couple of back-to-back twins That fetus is falling out all over, Jack is back again The rip is at your service, girl, I can see that you're nervous But I barely scratched the surface like my last batch of girlfriends That I buried in my backyard, still trying to dig their way out. I foam like an attack dog. How late you wanna stay out? It's past your curfew in his dark. I'm searching for you in the park. Shady murdered him. Another virgin. He just hit his mark. He met his quota for the month. They found a coda all rolled up inside a bag. He probably dragged the body for about a block. Disappeared without a trace. No DNA. No not a drop. Cause me and Dre and 50 we will never get caught by the cops. See us how they hate us. But they gotta give a lot of props. The drama pops. Grab the butcher knife from off the counter. See, I'm a psycho. Sicko. 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 Crazy. Crazy. I see I got my night boy I killed you, I killed you You make me, you make me, make me They wanna see me shout up, shout up Locked up, locked up You cage me, cage me, cage me I come back bigger, bigger Stronger, stronger Angry, angry, I'm as ill as can be My pillars to serial killers What appeal is to me Killing so villainously Still is maniacal on the night Well inside, go with Michael Myers You know what we're like on the mother 
mics So try us and you're gonna find out What the fuck we like with pliers This operation time they got him hooked up the wires Squeezing me, bleeding, wheezing, breathing He half dead, he must say no but now we know How shady the math is, even murderous Tactics get better with practice Let's shell us gunpowder, fill it till it's Burn, burn, school of arts, Juilliard You better learn, learn Chris Reeves in his grave, yeah homie turn, turn I'm debating, mutilating the lady You've been waiting for shady and fifth Ain't no duplicating it baby, there's a baby in the drive, there's a torso in the washer I think it might even belong to Porsche when I tossed her Arms and legs in the garbage cause the rest of her I lost her Her head is in the disposal with Jessica's I squashed her And put her through the ringer and hung her over the wash tub When I'm through with Ricky it'll be blood that'll cough up I heard back a soft fuck, get caught up and get washed up In Detroit and Norfolk, when is this shit been nauseous? Look deep in my eyes, see many, many men die I swing gym stars faster than samurai see, I'm a psycho, 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 psycho
mentioned it in a song. <laughs> there is no better indication that your property value is shot than hearing about your neighborhood in a rap song. It's like, oh, this city mentioned the neighborhood, we gonna have to sell this place. It ain't worth a damn thing. But I'm happy, man. I'm happy to be home. I'm happy to be working. There's a lot going on. Who's paying attention? That's my question. Who is paying attention? There are so many things going on in the world. You can't watch the news anymore because we as a nation have the collective attention span of a hamster on crack. <laughs> I'm telling you, every day you're watching a news story and then something else happens and the first story disappears. Like, like it's all about the oil spill and oh my God, the oil spill is terrible and it's the worst thing that happened and it's the most environmentally destructive thing in history and uh, what happened to Toyota? <laughs> Two weeks ago, a Prius was gonna kill you. There were Toyotas doing 180 miles an hour. If you had a Toyota in the garage while you were sleeping, it would climb up the stairs and kill the children. Toyota was the deadliest thing on earth, and they were like, we got an oil spill. Toyota, we're done. No more. The chairman of Toyota was sitting in front of Congress testifying. Did you look at him? He's like, look, this is not revenge for World War II. We have no idea what. You know how happy the chairman of Toyota was when BP started that oil leak? You know he gave the chairman of BP the biggest gift basket you have ever seen. And this probably had a Camry in it. He was like, thank you for taking the heat. But you know who I feel sorry for in this oil spill who I'm kind of worried about? Barack Obama. You know why? Because one day, Barack Obama's in his office, right, just being president, doing whatever the president does. They walk in, excuse me, Mr. President, um, we got an oil leak and uh, you got to fix it. <laughs> right? And you know his first thought was like, what the hell do I know? I got to fix oil this now. <laughs> first time this happened to Barack Obama. Remember when he first got elected, right? It was like, Mr. President, congratulations. 
You are the first black president in the history of the United States. This is a truly historical moment. And uh, by the way, we got pirates. <laughs> pirates? Pirates? I gotta come up with pirate-ish now? I got the economies busted and I gotta work on 17th century crime? <laughs> But the, here was my question with the pirates, all right? I mean, we live in an age of GPS and radar. I got like Google Maps on my phone. I can look up anything in the world. How do you let a pirate sneak up on your ass? You didn't see a pirate coming? They're not high-tech pirates. They're old-fashioned pirates. They have a little boat and then they sail over to your big boat and then they throw a rope with a hook on it and they climb up the boat, right? Now, I'm no sailor, I'm no expert, I don't know the rules of the sea, but I'm gonna tell you this, if I'm on a boat and I see a rope with a hook on it come flying over the side of the boat, then I'm gonna throw this shit out.
I buy today just to say how you was getting wrong, 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 getting wrong. I wanna know, can you make it on
these nights and about twelve o'clock This old world's gonna reel and rock Saints they all tremble and cry for pain For the Lord's gonna come in his heaven airplane
I'm Tiffany. I have some tips for you on how to quit smoking like I did. First, I did some reading about it. I found a lot of great advice on how to quit smoking and picked out the ways I thought would work best for me. I started by setting a quit date. Then I threw out my ashtrays, lighters, and matches. I did other things too, like exercising more, and it worked. But I'd still get cravings, especially on long car rides. To help me with that, I put a picture of my mother in my car. She died of lung cancer from smoking cigarettes when I was only 16. Now I have a 16-year-old daughter. That picture of my mother reminds me that I don't want to miss all the things my daughter is going to do in her life, including turning 17. You can quit. For free help, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and CDC. This is Abu Bingbad speaking, the genie of the pop machine. And I'm bad as I ever was. You're listening to Ira Harmon's Pop Machine on WHPK 88.5 on the dial. The pride of the south side. There are three ways to listen to the pop machine on WHPK online. Number one, whpk.org. Number two, iTunes. Go to college section and scroll down until you see WHPK. Number three, the TuneIn radio app at www.tunein.com. There is a fourth way. Go to thepopmachine.net and there you can download or stream any of the shows broadcast up to this point. Excellent. Question. Are you happy? What kind of stupid-ass question is that? I'm rich and I'm dead sexy! <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> Sorry, I farted. Well, that's going to wrap up today's Pop Machine. Before I beam up, I'd like to remind you to visit thepopmachine.net and investigate that pop merch button that takes you to the Pop Machine store. I'd like to shout out to Brooklyn, New York, to Rhonda Norman, who works her magic on the Pop Machine website every week, keeping it looking all pretty and everything. Thanks, Rhonda. We'll be here next week, same pop time, same pop channel. WHPK 88.5 FM and streaming worldwide on the internet. Okay, Scotty, want to beam up.